atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. Welcome into Celtics Express, the only place for you to find all the NBA intel you desire in just 10 to 15 minutes. We come at you with recaps and previews several mornings a week. Keep track of us on iTunes, otgbasketball.com, blog talk radio, and of course at Celtics Express on Twitter. Today we are joined by Celtics studio host for 98.5 The Sports Hub in Boston, Sean Silver. As we recap Thursday night's loss to the Sixers without Kyrie Irving, we'll talk all-star voting and look ahead at what is next for the Green. To put it nicely, the Celtics flat Thursday night at the Garden as they drop their second straight game for just the third time this season. The first time that's happened at home. The Sixers, meanwhile, winners of 6 of 7, including back-to-back wins over Toronto and Boston. Overall, they climb above 500 at 21 and 20. If the playoffs were to start today, yep, you guessed it, the Celtics and Sixers would meet in that 1-8 matchup. The Celtics still atop the Eastern Conference at 34 and 12. Joel Embiid with 26 points, 16 boards, 6 dimes. The 76ers holding off a late push to top the Celtics 89 to 80. The Sixers forced 19 turnovers in this one, out-rebounding the Celtics 41-31. to The C's offense clearly out of sorts without All-Star and floor general Kyrie Irving. Embiid says his crew meant something to do with that. Obviously, that one missing one of the missing the best score, um, but you should, we still did a good job of uh, you know denying everything. Uh, you know we. We're just physical. The physicality nod is certainly going to the Sixers in this one. Embiid celebrating his first All-Star appearance with a monster effort as Philadelphia prevented Boston from completing a four-game season sweep. Meanwhile, in a classic exchange on TNT after the game, Embiid asked about his high-profile stalking of Rihanna and his stock rising after the All-Star game invite. You were denied by a young woman who told you to come back when you were an all-star. Is there anything you'd like to say to anybody on TNT right now? I mean, you should deny me back then, so why go with her again? So um, I have to pass that and move on to the next one. You've got the mic. Anything you'd like to say? Um... Just the process. Embiid a couple of years ago on Twitter had asked Rihanna to go out with him. She had said, check in again when you're an all-star. So he's selected as a starter largely due to that fan vote. Players not thinking as highly of the outspoken Embiid. They actually voted Porzingis ahead of him. Dario Sarge pitching in with 16 points for Philly. TJ McConnell, 15 points all in the second half. McConnell looked very good as he got extended minutes in place of the injured J.J. Redick. Al Horford and Marcus Morris scored 14 each in a balanced Boston attack, playing, of course, without Kyrie Irving. Marcus Smart adding 13. The offense never really found any consistent ball movement and didn't get as close as that score would indicate. Celtics head coach Brad Stevens also had a very entertaining exchange entering the fourth quarter on TNT. You limited the turnovers in the third quarter. What else has to change offensively in the fourth? A lot. We stink. First three quarters, we've stunk. That about sums up the game after the whistle. Stevens on playing without Kyrie. We were very sloppy, um, over-dribbled. Dribble didn't take us anywhere, not moving the ball, not getting the spots. And when, when Kyrie's out, you got to be even better at those things. Better at those things, they were not lots of ball watching for the Celtics. Irving himself spoke on the bum shoulder yesterday as well, giving Celtics Nation a bit of a reason to calm that heart rate a bit. Just uh, cautionary stuff and uh, you know, just making sure everything's all right. 
you know, from a strength perspective. Um, you know, obviously a few days will, will definitely uh, put me where I need to be, and um, you know, we'll just see what goes on for Sunday's game. But um, you know, it's nothing, nothing too crazy. It was just giving me, a, you know, a little discomfort um, over the last few weeks. And, you know, I've just been playing through it and doing what's best and in terms of preparing best for every single game. And um, you know, I thought it was just best just to get a few tests and make sure everything's all right. So. No word yet on exactly when Irving will return. Meanwhile, Irving made the All-Star game for the fifth time. It's time to dive into some All-Star talk. Among that and other things, we dial up the Celtics Express customer service line. Teddy, strike down thee with thy sick production. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. That's right. Give us a call anytime. We will try and get you on the program. Just leave a message with our producer, Teddy Tuhat. We welcome in Celtics studio host for the team's flagship broadcast on 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston, the Sean Silver. Hello, sir. Thanks for taking the time. Your thoughts on this uh, pretty ugly matchup. Well, last night really uh, really showed Kyrie Irving's value to the team. I think that's going to be your, your big story anyways. But uh, another bad first half. This is something that we spoke about recently. 15 turnovers in the first half to only five assists. Philly really doubling and anticipating the Celtics' perimeter ball movement at every turn. Nobody was moving. Um, mm. To that end... No one really stepping up and distributing in Kyrie's absence, and two out of thirteen from downtown in the first half. And you know, my I hate to keep harping on threes every time I come on the broadcast, but the three is not inherently a high percentage shot. It's really all about the look you get. And NBA offenses have figured this out in the last few years: how to get a three that is a high percentage shot with a defender not on you that can be a weapon. Last night they were taking, you know, contested threes or a few feet behind the three-point line. Like when you're playing NBA Live, Kyrie was not there to provide the spacing and create those looks, whether it's a direct look or, you know, on a reversal or driving in the lane and kicking out. Also, no free-throw attempts last night until the third quarter of the game. That was the second night in a row where they really looked spooked about going to the lane against the opposition's big man. Yeah, late in the third quarter, actually, I think, Sean, before they actually took a free throw, which is quite amazing to even consider in an NBA game. And I think all of your points, you roll those into one, it is. It's not as aggressive going to the basket, uh, really relying on those three-point shots, not having Kyrie to space the floor. Tuesday night, we know they took 53-point attempts against the Pelicans, maybe some hangover there, not going to the basket, a major problem for the Celtics team. And then Kyrie being out, the floor spacing, that was very evident as you watch that game. We move on to Kyrie's injury. Head coach Brad Stevens saying, quote, sooner than later, we're expecting his return, but really no firm timetable there. Where is this team without Irving on the floor, Sean? The first place standing in the Eastern Conference right now is really well-deserved, but it, it just kind of shows uh, what sort of foundation it rests on. I mean, a lot of that is Kyrie Irving. The young players have definitely wowed us at times. Um, but, you know, they can cool off, and uh, when you don't have Kyrie Irving on the floor, <laughs> it definitely shows his value, as I mentioned. You just kind of got to worry about their decision-making, uh, their intensity. All those things came into question last night, and usually with a Brad Stevens coach team, 
you don't think that that's going to be a, a huge problem just because of the way that he reins everything in and everything is so managed out perfectly. Yeah, Sean, could easily be three losses in a row after that debacle against the 76ers in London, able to sneak out there. So we'll see if the Celtics can start to pick up their effort. And we look at the Orlando Magic on Sunday for the Boston Celtics. Your thoughts on this team and this matchup? The last five years, I guess, for Orlando, I guess since Dwight Howard exited that system there, have been really disjointed. They were rebuilding and they were selling off some of the pieces that you thought they were rebuilding with. Did they do well enough with those drafts right now? It's just, it's just kind of like they keep rolling the dice. Uh, Aaron Gordon's a nice piece. He's certainly doing well for me in fantasy basketball. <laughs> but uh, as far as as far as the Magic night in, night out, I, I mean, I guess they have some some veteran NBA pieces uh, who <clears throat> might be tantalizing around the league. But in terms of translating to the floor, it hasn't been all that great. I look at this as an opportunity for the Celtics, with or without Kyrie Irving to kind of to play more disciplined basketball. And I, I look at last night or the last several games as an example. I mean, there's certain guys on this team like a Marcus Morris or a Terry Rozier or a Marcus Smart uh, who aren't star players on the team, but they really have the green light to shoot a lot. Mm. Uh, Jalen Brown, I think, fits into that category as well, and, and uh, he hasn't been shooting particularly well over the last several games either. Um, it's there's just such a, a liberal uh, system in, in terms of deciding shot selection for the Celtics, and most of the time it works. Uh, they need somebody to score without Kyrie Irving on the floor if indeed he does miss this game, but also they just need to produce better shots rather than settling for the shir- first shot with uh, a bunch of time left on the shot clock. So I'd like to see their their system, their, their passing, um, particularly against a, a lower-tier team and not a good defensive team, uh, lead them to victory on Sunday if indeed they do win. Sean, without any inside knowledge on that, I'm going to venture a guess. Kyrie Irving will sit again on Sunday against the Magic. He will be in the lineup at next month's All-Star Game, February 18th in Los Angeles. He led the Eastern Conference guards in voting. Of course, LeBron James is not considered a guard technically. He and Steph Curry will serve as captains. They'll pick from a pool of players regardless of conference to make up their rosters. That will be all done behind closed doors rather than on television. I think it would be a huge draw if we got someone like, say, Kevin Garnett to host that. Uh, Your thoughts on the All-Star Game selection process? Sure. The NBA here is a little bit behind the NHL, I guess, in terms of revamping their All-Star weekend. I mean, the uh, the nice little pie that goes into uh, determining who makes the game and, and who doesn't really, uh, I guess, discredits the, the value of an all-star selection, um, you know, particularly when you're talking about a player who, you know, whether they make the Hall of Fame or not. We talk about a guy like JoJo White who uh, passed away earlier this week, and they're like, oh, he was a seven-time all-star. I think you could really attribute uh, a real value to what those all-star votes meant back in the 1970s. Yeah. But now it's just kind of like the, the system is changing up all the time, and certain guys you know are going to make it every single year, and certain guys are going to, I don't know, get hurt by fan perception, or, or maybe the fan perception carries them over the line. When they're not necessarily, uh, you know, good enough to be making the game, uh, that's part of the reason why Lonzo Ball's coming to the conversation. But um, no matter what the method is that they're extracting the uh, the uh, formula for for getting these players in or out of their midseason classic, it, it would, like you said, it would be something that would be great if it was televised. They do televise the NHL one. This is an interesting idea. It kind of makes you wonder, like, oh, well. LeBron James select Kyrie Irving to be on his side. Uh, That's a fun little subplot there. 
Yeah, I think the NBA public will be very curious to know what the thought process was like for James and Curry in the selection process. You'd have to think they'll release some of that intel on social media for the fans. The other interesting thing you brought up, there are incentives for players making the All-Star game, so something to think about moving forward there. Sean, we appreciate your time. As always, have a great weekend. And a good weekend to you as well. Sean Silver from 98.5, the Sports Hub, kind enough to give us some time here on Celtics Express. We talked about the All-Star game. We'll break down some of the nuts and bolts of the voting of that. First off, Boston's Gordon Hayward. His season, of course, likely ended when he broke his ankle early on in the season opener. He actually was picked as a starter on two player ballots. He finished 16th in the fan voting among Eastern Conference frontcourt players. Now, the voting breaks down like this. It's 50% fan vote. 25% media, 25% players. For the media, 99 members do get to vote. LeBron James, Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo, the only players on all of the ballots. Golden State's Kevin Durant on 98 of 99. Kyrie Irving on 96 of those. James Harden on 94. With the breakdown in voting, a big disparity for some players between the fan vote and the player vote. One example, Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. He was voted second among frontcourt players and fan votes in the All-Star voting. He missed out on the starting spot. He landed sixth in the media, seventh in player voting. Meanwhile, an opposite narrative for the polarizing rookie out of L.A., Lonzo Ball. He got the sixth most votes among backcourt players in the West from fans. That's more than Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, and Jimmy Butler. But he was 13th among West guards in the player voting. That segues us right into the Lakers' watch here on Celtics Express as Celtics Nation looks for that 2-5 through five draft pick, depending on what happens with this season and the Lakers. Lakers and Pacers Friday night, both Lonzo Ball and Contavious Caldwell-Pope out with injuries. Lakers losers of two straight coming in 15-29 and 29 on the season. They are 0-8 without Lonzo Ball in the lineup. The Celtics will visit La La Land Monday as they embark on an eight-day, four-game West Coast road trip, including games with the Clippers, Warriors, and Nuggets. First up, though, it's the reeling 13-32 and Orlando Magic on Sunday. The Magic just 2-17 and in their last 19 games, 7-30 and since starting the season, 6-2. and Celtics forward Al Horford says a bounce-back effort Sunday is critical. It's important that uh, this next game we come out with a real sense of urgency and, uh, and focus from the beginning. We have to. Aaron Aflalo will miss that game for the Magic. The NBA suspending the guard for throwing a punch at Minnesota forward Nemanja Bjelica on Wednesday. With that, we wrap another episode of Celtics Express. We thank our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our guest, Sean Silver, our legions of fans, and, of course, Dr. James Naismith. Find us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, hit that subscribe button, OTG Basketball, and on Twitter at Celtics Express. Uh, shoot us a tweet. You have to eat a laundry pod this weekend. Please know when to say when. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We'll see you at the Garden.